get your rub on with Addicted to the Q. Hello, world. Welcome to another episode of Addicted to the Q. We are Brad and Brian, and we have a special guest tonight with us, and that is Brad and Bree from Smoke in Magic. Uh, tonight, the question for everyone leaving the comments is, how do you like your steak prepared, or how done do you like it? Um, now, on to our guests. So, where what got you started in barbecue and when? Well, uh, actually, my barbecue journey started when I was probably about 16 years old. I started working in a barbecue restaurant down Lake of the Ozarks, uh, learned how to cook barbecue and uh, kind of put that on hold until Barbecue Pitmasters came out and probably 08, 09, somewhere in there. And I started watching it and, you know, I hadn't had a, a smoker in years and went and bought a smoker and started cooking again and that kind of went dormant, but I was, I would, I would cook here and there. And then, uh, I had some friends in 2017 that reached out and said, Hey, let's cook a barbecue competition. So me and a bunch of boys, a bunch of guys went out and cooked a barbecue competition. Uh, didn't do worth a darn. We just drank a lot of beer and, um, burnt a brisket badly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it kind of that kind of reinvigorated, you know, how much I loved barbecue. And then it went dormant for a couple of years. And then uh, after I started dating Bree, um, you know, I had another friend reach out and said, hey, you want to cook a barbecue comp? And I said, what the heck? And, you know, I talked to Bree and said, you want to go to one? And, you know, she she said, heck, let's go. And uh, we went and cooked a barbecue competition. You know, I had her the hook set in her. And that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> So, yeah, we've had, we've had a good time with it. Uh, we went out to Excelsior Springs in 2020. I think Bree and I had been dating probably about a month and a half and uh, uh, went through a microburst and still she enjoyed it. And two weeks later, she's like, let's go do this, just you and I. And we went to another competition, just cooked, cooked together and we slept in the van and cooked out of tents and uh, you know, we left that competition. She said, you know, this is something I want to do. And we went from there. We got the RV and uh, got the trailer and the smoker and all that and said, we're going to make a make a run at this. And yeah, that's just kind of how it started. Nice. So take us. So how many competitions had you done before Made for Casey? Oh, oh. We did 13 and 21, 14, 15. So, well, yeah, 15, about, about 16, 17 yeah. comps. Yeah. Right in and there. Was, and that was your first GC. That was our first GC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we went into Made for KC, you know, just wanted to have a good time, hang out with our friends. You know, we had many conversations before, like how awesome would it be to win that? But, you know, we're just going to go have fun, hang out with our friends and do what we do. Do what we do. We, we were pretty confident that the competition would at least pay for itself because the, the prize money was so good yeah. that, you know, we would come in there and we would make a showing. But we didn't I don't think either one of us thought we'd actually win it. No, We, we just thought we're going to go and have a good time and make some money and you know, pay for the weekend. And, uh, yeah. Wow. Come out ahead for once. 
<laughs> and wow, how how things have changed since then. That kind of yeah. jump started your barbecue journey, didn't it? Kind of rocketing. Kind of is an understatement. Like what is done for us has been ridiculous. Yeah, it's been huge. Yep, oh, awesome. I will say it's dang good barbecue. I did eat it there in November. Thank oh, you. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you so much. That spicy sauce is pretty. I like it, but it's not overly spicy, yeah, nope. but it, it just has a nice, perfect kick. Yep. Yeah, it's um, my kid's favorite. Like I, I tell people it's replaced ketchup in our house. So the kids mm -hmm. dip chicken nuggets, french fries, whatever they would used to use ketchup for, they now use the spicy barbecue sauce. So <laughs> That's why I dip my brisket on it. You know, yeah. Like yeah. Really good well, idea. and you know, talking about that, there's there's a lot of teams that, uh, not a lot, there, there are teams that we know of. I don't know exactly how many, but there are teams that we know of that actually do use the spicy on their brisket, mm -hmm. you know, in KCBS and in I, IBCA. I could see that. So I'll let Brian ask the next question. I just want to know what your thoughts were about the Jack. Oh my God. How, how much time do you have? <laughs> Straight to the elephant. I was so excited for you guys. It was amazing. I mean, of course it's a bucket list for everybody that is in barbecue. Um, and to get our name drawn, well, to qualify, let alone get our name drawn and not for the state of Missouri, but to get it drawn in the wild card, which mm -hmm. those listening that don't know what that was, because when we got it, I didn't know what that meant. I thought we were alternates, but <laughs> I didn't, I'd never heard of it. So for the Jack, every state that, um, that all your grand champions names kind of go into a hat for that state and every state only gets one name drawn. And then so obviously Missouri, Missouri and Texas are two of the hardest states to get a draw from because they have the most competitions. Mm. And then once all the states have their name drawn, then they take all the rest of the names. They call them a bung, like a Jack Daniels bung. They push all the bungs into one big pot. So there has to be close to 400 names in there that did not get drawn. And then they mix those up and pull out a name and that too wins while card that's what we won so we got in on the wild card draw um which was huge um we had been watching throughout the day but hadn't <laughs> seen anything and then my my phone starts blowing up and i i saw congratulations uh smoke and magic and i'm like are they messing with me what is this and they said you got wild card and i said what is that like alternate? And then somebody had to screenshot the rules of what that was to explain it. And then I called Brad. Um, he was in the parent pickup line to pick up Owen. And I said, Hey, have you listened or heard anything about the draw? And he was like, no. And I said, well, we're going. And oh my gosh, he was like yelling and screaming. And I'm sure everybody in the parent well, pickup line was wondering. To back up. She <laughs> never calls me that time of day. No. And I knew what was happening on that day. And so when the phone rang, I was like, no way. Like I answered the phone. No way. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I just, just the excitement of we're going and then coming down over that hill through the main gate oh. into the holler, like, it's breathtaking. It's, like, it's magical, and and there's no way to describe the 
feeling mm-hmm. of being there. And it starts from the moment that you check in and every single person that works there, like they volunteer there. Um, it, they like roll out the red carpet for you. They're so sweet. They're so nice. They're so welcoming. And then the town itself, oh my gosh, Lynchburg, you could just fall in love with that little, mm-hmm. it's a little bitty town, but everybody, it, they treat you like family, no matter where you go. Um, everybody's nice and friendly and helpful. And we did everything I wanted. We wanted to do everything. Cause we don't, you know, you, you can't take for granted that you'll ever get back there. So yeah. Um, I, I want to go this next year just to go <laughs> because it was so much fun to just be there. Um, and I don't know the atmosphere, the feeling, the vibe, the whole thing. Um, it surpassed everything and that then we thought it would be. When you get to the awards, <laughs> when it when it comes awards night and you get to that tent, we were specifically told where we had to sit. Joe Pierce said, you know, you have to sit right here because this is a good luck zone. So we sat where we were told we were supposed to sit and apparently that somewhat worked for us. Um, But we sat just outside the tent on some hay bales. And, you know, as they went through all the mumbo jumbo at the beginning of, of the ceremony, and then they got into the stuff we were really sitting there to watch. <laughs> and, you know, we got our first barrel head with uh, Chef's, Chef's Choice. Choice. Yeah. And then we got a call for ribs, the seventh place ribs. Mm-hmm. And like, at this point, we're content. We're happy. Like if we leave at that point with nothing else, it's our, been a successful goal, trip. Yeah, the goal was to hear our name called. Yeah. Just, it didn't matter what it was in or what place it was in just to hear our name called. Yeah, but, but then they get to pork and they call us for world champion first place, Jack Daniels pork. Um, yeah, I, I, I just can't explain that feeling. When they had me go, you know, you have to sign the tax stuff like right after winning. My hand was shaking so much. I don't even know if they could read what I wrote, but that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, I was, I don't know, it was very surreal. And then Mm -hmm. to have all of our Kansas City teammates there with us meet Rushmore, damn fine, um, American Fire, and Mm -hmm. all forked up, they were all there. And so, for us, we felt like that was an advantage because that was our comfort zone. Our our home teams were with us and mm-hmm. um, they're supporting us. And then all the barbecue family that you know and you meet along the trail and on even through social media, if you don't connect with them directly at certain comps, but everyone is so excited for everybody else. Um, it was just, I don't know that and coming out of the tent. So then you go out of the tent to have pictures taken or do whatever behind the tent. And once we left there, like the crowd of, of hugs and high fives on the way back to the seats, that, that was awesome too. That's, that's the stuff you don't see on the lives Yeah, is outside the tent. And it's just the congratulations that happens out there. And there's a couple photos that were taken during the Jack that just, I'll cherish forever. And there's one with me walking with the barrel head with my fist pumped in the air. And this is after taking the final picture, walking back to our seats. Um, I'll cherish that picture ever forever because it just symbolizes everything that about that moment. It it was, I, I I don't know. It it was just an amazing moment. And then finishing seventh overall out of that field. Like that's, 
that what an honor. Yeah, you go back and look at the teams that were in that in that in that field, and yeah, wow, it's it was awesome. That is awesome. (laughs) Now, if you grand champion Missouri and you grand champion Nebraska and Kansas, does that give you three entries? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Dang. Be, of those, you'd want to be in Nebraska. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am not going to cook up there in two weeks, though, no. for that ice bowl. That's you're not going like the last last year they went. It was like six inches of snow on yeah. the ground. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Not not for me. I yeah. I cooked. Uh, we cooked what 60, 70 pounds of pork belly today. Yeah. In the frigid temperatures. Yeah, I'm good. But we had the comfort of home right here. It's cold though, still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Firing up the smokers this morning was uh, a little dicey. Yeah. Had to take it a little slow. Brad was worried about flexing the metal and shocking it too much. Um, and then, because uh, we have that water cooker. So, yeah. and then heating up the water in the house to fill the jugs to bring it out. So, that- <laughs> Freeze before it gets in there. Well, he dribbled some down the side and it froze instantly down the smoker. Yeah. There was a picture last night of somebody at the Chiefs game and the beer was frozen. Yes, I saw cup. that. Well, we were at the banquet last night for KCBS and I had went out to the truck to get a bottle of water. And when I got the bottle of water out of the truck, it was completely liquid, no frozen. And it stayed that way until I walked into the casino and then it like instantly froze as soon as the climate changed or the temperature changed instantly froze and i had to run into her i'm like look at this shit it's so cool <laughs> and then we saw the post about the beer at the, at the stadium and i was like oh my gosh hey i think the post read something like um how mad would you be if you paid 15 dollars for this beer and it looks like this <laughs> So once you guys won Made for KC, what was the experience to get everything going in the airport and the restaurant? How many hours did you guys put in a week there? Oh, a lot. <laughs> we we um we still both work full time regular jobs, paying jobs, regular paying jobs. Um, and so going through the whole process of um, developing, like we knew. We wanted, we hoped at some point in time in our barbecue path or journey that we would create sauces or rubs or something, but that was kind of way down the road. And so to be thrown into that and then like all the things you don't think about. So we had to get our brand trademarked, which is why we switched from Black Magic to Smoke and Magic. It's Black Magic, there's another rub out there. It's so-and-so's Black Magic rub. So we couldn't get that name trademarked. So we had to switch over. So picking another name, I mean, that's that's a big deal. And now this name's going to be slapped on, you know, rubs and sauces and our whole brand. It's going to be us. So a lot of pressure there to pick the just right one. Um, went through lots of different brainstorming and, and things on that end. But like um, we had to we weren't an LLC or anything. So like having to create an LLC um, and then also having um you know, you have the, you have to get a contract attorney. I didn't, I don't have one of those. Thankfully our barbecue family, they all helped us out. We got hooked up with the trademark attorney with a contract attorney. Um, so it was a good thing that we won the 25,000 because a lot of it went to attorney fees mm-hmm. at the very beginning to get everything set up. Um, 
And then working with, we decided we could choose our co-packer who we wanted to go with. We ultimately decided to go with Old World Spice because they were all inclusive. So they did it all from producing the rubs, co-packing the rubs, distributing the rubs, start to finish. And um, the sauces. And the sauces as well, because they had acquired head country at that point. So um, that was just very appealing so that it's one less person or company we had to deal with, especially as overwhelmed as we were at that time. Um, and then it was going down the path of, okay, how do we take what the, the flavor profiles that we've been using? Like we didn't necessarily, I mean, we would measure stuff and everything. It was just completely different because all what they were using was different than what we were using and having to go back and forth on the, taste testing to make sure things were right. And then having to cook with them because just because they taste like you want them to in rub format, once you heat them up and cook with it, it changes some of the flavor profiles some of the times. And, and we cook hot and fast. So making sure that we had, you know, your, um, like your turbinado sugar, not brown sugar in it and just different, different elements that of complexity, I guess. Um, and we were fortunate that we had a pit master coming into that space with us that was extremely experienced in running pits. And he understood when we would talk to him, we talked competition barbecue to him and kind of what we wanted. He understood it and he could kind of navigate us through this to where, okay, I know you want these certain things to make it a competition barbecue themed restaurant but that's a little much. So let's, let's sacrifice and do this over here. It, it'll give you a similar result and getting to work with him and uh, chef Jacob, getting to work with Jacob and, you know, like that was just amazing. Cause like he, uh, he could do some things with that pit. He made me understand a Southern pride pit. Cause I had never worked on a pit like that. And, you know, we've been old school our whole time. Like we're cooking on true stick burners. We don't have any assist of any kind. Um, he helped me understand that and learn some different techniques with those. And once he explained those techniques, I was like, I get it. And we can move forward from this and we can make a good product. And to this day, we get rave reviews out of that airport um in fact i'm you know i'm gonna gloat just a little bit um we we've been nominated or not we i'm not gonna say we the airport restaurant uh the made for kc barbecue experience has been nominated for best restaurant in an airport in the united states mm -hmm. so it's one of five that's been nominated six, See that? six. um we got nominated for uh for kansas city specific we were in the top five for best pulled pork in Kansas city. And then the same, uh, blogger nominated us, nominated us as best barbecue in Kansas city. Now I'm going to say that with like, eh, we have really good barbecue, but man, there is some really good barbecue in this city and it is palate specific. And I mean, we have good barbecue in that restaurant, but, you know, they're, they're, this city is just full of amazing barbecue. So, you know, I, I, I'd rather share that with many others than just take it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, Casey, Missouri, I mean, Midwest wise, yeah. it, it's awesome to get nominated for stuff, but it's also 
got to be humble because you know yeah. it's like masters versus backyard you know the backyard guys can do their chicken and rib yeah. just like masters yeah it, it's yep. an honor to be on to be nominated but let's stay humble because we know there's tons of great stuff out there sure. but no your your stuff is good thank you thank Real you good. And, and to your point about the backyard versus masters i don't know how many times we've seen where they have a one meat rib or a one meat rib and chicken and the backyard guys come in and just light them up and i love it we we both just love it when the backyard guys come in and say we're here and we can cook too it, it was uh uh was it 22 you were there with with me hesse was there hesse won it was that rib burn at that police station or whatever let's yeah. not talk about that day. that was a bad day. well I, i'm just, well for instance as you were saying some backyard guys yeah. came in and they they stood their ground yeah i so mean that was the weekend after made for kc so that was our next comp was that was the one you know the rib cook and you yeah. know the, the thing that stands out to me about that weekend is we made some contacts that weekend mm -hmm. um so we started becoming friends with uh big red barbecue yeah and that was his first cook. that was his first cook yeah and we stayed in contact with him and then we worked with him a little bit in cameron the next later that year mm -hmm. and he got his first calls in cameron and we've been following him he since came, then he's come over to the house too. yeah he's came and worked with us a little bit um but that's the things we like yeah. like yeah. we just like to see the up-and-comers that want to learn barbecue and want to listen to what we have to tell them because you know I, I i like to think that brie and i are a wealth of knowledge and we can we can teach a lot well, oh yeah we also, love to teach. And, but we also one of the biggest things we tell people is you know take pieces from everybody take it and make it your own make it work for you don't try to copycat what one person says like it's got to fit your routine your regiment your flavor profiles like we can teach you some of the techniques but um if you find another one that you like better you can you know merge the two together or take pieces from here take pieces mm -hmm. from there but just that's what we try to foster in people is to really you know, make it your own. You might want to follow it at first until you get more comfortable, you know, comfortable with it. Um, but then really start to branch out and play around with it. Because um, what works for one person might not work for everybody. And it mm -hmm. also depends on what you're cooking on as well. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I've tried to replicate exact recipes from people and it does yeah. not turn out. It's just different. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I can never replicate. I'm a tinkerer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because you're so fucking awesome? <laughs> probably, probably, but not according to my wife. <laughs> no, I I took OG Bandits class last March, the one that they had. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, I'm like, I'm just gonna try. I mean, just to see if I could get even similar close. And no, it was it was similar, but it wasn't. You know, I even cook on drums, and it still wasn't the same. Yeah. It's just. But I, I learned a lot more of like the finishing and different mm -hmm. things. Right. From exactly. Class. And that's huge. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's what makes or breaks right there. I mean, if if you can have a phenomenal cook and then if you fall short on that finishing piece right when you're boxing, then that'll keep you out of the getting a call. So a mm -hmm. so, little story. When we got started in this barbecue journey, Josh and Ashton were 
two people that we idolized in this sport. Um, what they were doing back in 2020 and 21 mm-hmm. was just inspiring. They, they were out there having fun with their family and cooking. Like We just loved it. We loved watching it. That's what we wanted to do. Um, we're, and they we're, were very nice and open. Yes, they it were was, very nice and open. It, like Josh, Josh would come to me and be like, okay, what happened? Why would you suck today? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Sounds like Josh. Yeah. <laughs> But we, we've maintained a friendship with them, and we couldn't be more happy that they're following us into that airport. Like, yeah, they're, the, they're, cool. they're the next one up. Um, yeah. It's going to be so awesome for them, and I, I hope they take advantage of everything that can come of it. Because as, as most people, people can see, it's done amazing things for Bree and I. Um, it, it, it's a great experience. Well, and I think it you know, talking about when people first get into it. Um, I, I, I vividly remember the, the kindness and the inclusion that I felt from Josh and Ashton, but also from like all forked up. Sometimes it like they talk about, Oh, it's clicky or whatever. And, and, and it's not necessarily that it's just sometimes people kind of get caught up in their own area and they don't venture out. Um, but I was super nervous. I remember, where were we? Mazingo. We mm-hmm. were. We went to Mazingo. It was our first comp, just Brad and I, in 2020, September of 2020. And we went, and I went to the Cooks meeting, and Josh was standing there, and they were talking about Wild Child. I had no idea what that was, so I walked over to him, and I asked him what it was, and, and he explained to me what it was. And then he's like, do you know about 707 and 922? And he's throwing out all these numbers, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get these times right. Like, I don't, I don't remember. And then so he told me to show up at 707. <laughs> And over at All Forked Up's trailer, it was All Forked Up, Man Meat, they were all kind of in a line together. And so I walked over there by myself the next morning because Brad was over. He's like, I'm not leaving these pits. And I went over there. Well, I didn't know you had to take a drink. <laughs> so, um, so then I showed up kind of empty handed, but one of them had a drink for me. And then um, I was like, oh, okay, we're drinking beer at seven in the morning. All right. And then... We popped the top and I didn't know what to do next. They were like, see you at 922. And I'm like, what's happening at 922? And um, Dan and Angie from All Forked Up were there. And they said, we have a shot. Come back over at 922. We'll have the shot. I said, I don't need to bring anything with me. (laughs) They're like, no. Okay, okay. So, I mean, just them being so nice and and welcoming. and, And that's really what I've, fell in love with was that that barbecue family from that very first comp um it i don't know it it is something that we've never experienced anywhere else it's until you're in it you don't really know but Mm -hmm. you guys know i mean it's that that feeling and they'll do whatever even if they don't know you um if you need something everybody's there to help you so yeah that's like Mm -hmm. i was uh trying to explain to my family or somebody about the KCBS Invitational. And I said, I, one of my neighbors was from Texas. One of them was from South Carolina. I had a guy two down from Iowa. Well, he daddies and he was the one who helped me tie up something on my trail. Like it's just everybody. Yeah. It was that one spot, but everyone was from all different, but I went, but people came over and talked like they were your mm-hmm. best friend and yep. knew you forever. Yep. yep. Well, just like the first time that Bree and I ever cooked together when we were in Excelsior, 
in 2020, <laughs> if it wouldn't have been for show me Mo smoke, we would have lost yeah. two 10 by 20 canopies. They were right next to us. Um, me and two other guys <laughs> were trying to hold down this whole compound. Thank God for Chris. <laughs> and then Chris came over from, from show me Mo smoke and grabbed the middle and just pull it down. And if it wouldn't have been for him, we'd have lost it because the legs were about three feet off the ground and I'm about to dangle. And, but yeah, we went on to have a good day from there. That that was at the airport then, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I remember that. that. So like, so honestly, when we rolled into that airport, cause that's, I didn't even know competition barbecue was a thing when Brad asked me if I wanted to go and I was like, okay, sure. Whatever. We're going to go cook some barbecue. I, so we rolled in and I'm like looking around and I said, oh my gosh, do you know how much money is in these rigs? My gosh, what is this? And Brad's just laughing. And so we get over to our spot and we're cooking out a tent. So I said, once, once we got our, our, our tent mahal all set up and everything ready to go, I said, can I go talk to these people? Like, I want to see some of this stuff. This is awesome. These rigs are cool. The smokers are cool. I've never seen all this kind of stuff. So I, Brad's like, yeah, sure. You're fine. Um, and so I walked around three and a half hours later, I finally made it back to our, <laughs> our site, <laughs> but I went and I spoke to every single team there and they invited me into their campsite. They showed me their smokers. They showed me if they had a trailer, like anything set up like that. They they mm -hmm. showed me that. They answered all my questions. And they didn't know me from Adam. I mean, I certainly didn't know who they were. Um, but it was just so awesome. And then, like, I... Um, I was, I saw this one truck, this oh, what, like 18 wheeler looking huh. deal. And it had a Texas sticker on it. And I'm from Texas. And I was like, oh, I said, are you from Texas? And and he just kind of chuckled and, and laughed and said, no. He said that it's just um, like, it's one of the states I cook in. And he goes, you know who, do you know who Boomerang is? And I said, no. And he goes, well, he's out of Texas and we follow them around pretty close. Well, then he asked me to eat dinner with him and his wife because they had ordered a pizza and Brad was cooking brats back at the at our spot. But I didn't want to be rude and say no. And so next thing I know, I, I did not know who this was. But next thing I know, I'm eating dinner with Bobby from BS, BS Barbecue up Alice. north. Out BS, yeah. And then okay. Reagan, Barefoot Reagan from La Pasadita. And I didn't know who these people were. And I'm sitting there and we're just talking having a great time. I ate pizza and then, <laughs> then I came back. Um, and Bobby was so nice later on. He, he kept calling me texts all weekend, but like, I don't know that that's what solidified to me that this is something I'm, I would like to do. The amount of money I had to pay these people to hook her. <laughs> <was great. laughs> Just talk to me. That's all. <laughs> well, that's like the royal. What was it? Two years ago when I was there, I was just trying to put a dollar amount on every, like if every rig there was at least ten thousand dollars. How many millions of dollars was sitting on that speedway? And, and that's just the rigs. That's, that's not the yeah. meat. <laughs> no, no, and that's. Crazy. 
Just think how much that pizza, just so, that little bit of pizza cost you money over the years. Right. I know, and then Brad ordered a, the smoker like a few weeks. Well, I guess you got it in January. So yeah. that, yeah. So in January, he ordered the smoker and and uh, that was an ordeal having that delivered. And he wasn't home for it. And I'm like, well, how, how am I going to move this? And he's like, they'll, they'll get it in the garage. Just get it into the garage. And uh, so the guy came and delivered the smoker with the forklift. It's on a pallet all wrapped up and he just dropped it off in the garage. And, and I looked at him, I said, well, what do I do now? (laughs) I got it. (laughs) We're getting that girl off the pallet. Yeah. Brad's like, I'll be home in a minute. (laughs) So shameless plug here, not sponsored, but um, so talking about that pit and every, the excitement building into the 2021 year when we really kicked off as black magic, um, we practiced all winter and got ready for our first competition. We went to Springfield, Missouri for our first competition and got our butts handed to us. Like we thought we had it down. We have a great cooker. We have a motor home. We have a trailer. We're set up to do this. Um, the judges said otherwise. Um, so licking wounds. Brad was not happy. I, I was not happy. That was one of those times Josh came over and said, what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> so that was, we left Springfield on the Sunday. I went to work on Monday and had a little break in the day. And I was looking through my phone and barbecue league jumped up on there. Oh, is that how that happened? Well, she'd been telling me for a long time I need to join. But um, but this particular day, I was desperate. Barbecue League jumped on there. And I, I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, what's 100 bucks? Like, what can hurt? 100 bucks. I got on Barbecue League. And really and truthfully, I attribute our success to everything, like our beginnings to learning what we learned from the Barbecue League. Um, if you get on there and you pay attention to the, to the videos on there and you know what you're looking for, um, the roadmaps on that site, if you want to go out and be competitive in barbecue, the roadmap is on the barbecue league. Um, Brad Leininger, if you're listening, I'll take a little money later for this, but, (laughs) but, uh, you know, really that's, that's what kicked Bree and I off yeah. as far as, as being competitive in this sport. We learned so much in such a short period of time. Well, it's so. not like you guys know it. I mean, you can cook good barbecue in your backyard, but that's not the same as the barbecue for competition. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, that it, but I mean, and so that's where the barbecue league kind of helped us hone in. Okay, these are the flavors they're looking for. Yep. This is the tenderness they're looking for. Yep. Oh, this is how you trim a pork butt. <laughs> so. That that took a few years. Pork butt was nemesis for years, and it and it's funny. I think, I think you figured it out. Well, it's funny how how pork was our nemesis for so many years, and then all of a sudden, like we figured it out, <laughs> and um. And it was when KCBS made the rule change where you could separate muscles on there. And I'm like, heck with it. I'm just cooking money muscles because then I only have to control one, one muscle on that whole butt. Yeah. I don't have to watch my tubes. I don't have to watch anything else on there. I can just make sure that money muscle is the best piece of pork that a judge is going to taste. And from that point on, I think we've had, three or four 180s, a handful of first places, and then, um, but the you big, know, the Jack Daniels. The biggest tip, though, on that came from 
probably, I think, Greg at one point um, with American Fire, he's he said you don't have to put all the different types of pork like in the box. If it's not good, it doesn't go in the box. It doesn't matter. Don't put it in there. Like we tried and tried and tried and tried and tried cooking bacon. bacon. But on a water cooker, even when you flip it upside down and do all these different techniques, we can't figure out how to get it where it's right. Um, And so like we were trying to do that. We were trying to do the pulled and the tubes and the money and all this stuff. And, And Greg's like, just stop simplify it, put your best in the box. And then I think that, and not, you know, really focus kind of on your layout too. You don't want it to be too busy. So like that kind of like simplified things for us. And we're like, okay, so we're not going to get judged down for something we don't put in the box. Well, the other thing is I started working with a fabricator out of Springfield to (laughs) um, build money muscle caddies because I had this idea that money muscles often like bubble out when yeah. you want to cook them. And I was like, you know, if I can keep them symmetrical, the same width, um, that's going to help me a lot. So I, I talked to a fabricator, Gray Wolf Barbecue out of Springfield. Um, he will build these caddies for anybody. I don't get anything for them. <laughs> I don't have a patent on it, whatever you want to say. But he built these caddies for me, and I was the first one to run them almost from the get-go. Yeah of running those caddies, we've, we've had tremendous success in pork running those caddies because I can take, and this will probably blow a lot of people's minds. I take three money muscles to a competition with me. That's it. And I'll cook those three money muscles to, to what I think is the best. And I can make them match in a box because of those caddies. And so I don't have to take a lot of a lot of protein with me when it comes to to pork and those caddies, man, I'd be lost without them. Um, I I keep a I keep pretty close tabs on where they're at in the house, too, because, you know, I want to keep them close to me because they're awesome. (laughs) Well, you're talking about not turning. That's a lot of issues. And I think it was Aaron Stauffer with man meat said he said. That was one of his biggest things was he was overly turning in stuff, giving them more of a thing to mark you down. If, if you only put six pieces of money muscle in the box, that's all they can judge you on yep. is six yep. pieces of money muscle. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was You're the same with biscuit and burn ends, right? I mean, yep. so it's the question, do you put burn ends in the box? And, and at the beginning, we would always take them and know that we didn't have to put them in there. But because we had them, we put them in there. And we think more often than not, they probably were hurting us. So then we stopped taking the points at all. They don't, we would only take the flat. So then we're not tempted to put them in the box. They make really good hamburger. And then, so Wagyu burgers. Yeah. Oh, we just had some of that tonight. Yeah, we had that tonight, actually. But, and, and as a judge, that I've on some, I don't even think the judges can agree on how to judge a good burger. I don't, they don't, I mean, they, some of them don't understand the texture difference. They expect it to be like a, a chew of a sliced uh, piece of brisket and, and it's no. not. No. Um, so I, I didn't even know coming out of Texas, I didn't even back 25 years ago. Um, we didn't, I didn't know what a burn in was like, I, 
It's because it was usually attached to a flat. Yeah. I mean, well, it was all together <laughs> and then you just cut it. You sliced it. It's just like part of your slice. So yeah, I might've eaten it, but it was all connected with the flat. And, um, and we didn't have pulled pork. It was carnitas or something like that. But I, when I came up here, I was like, what is all this sweet, saucy stuff y'all are putting all over your meat? And why is it so sweet? Um, so that's a big change. Like I'm not big on barbecue sauce. I like salt, pepper, garlic, and the au jus from the different meats, but that's pretty much it. Or if I have sauce, I want it on the side to kind of dip in. So the first thing I had to do when we got into competition barbecue, so we did that Mazingo competition in September. In November, I took a CBJ class and got certified and it made a world of difference. I told Brad, I'm like, oh my gosh, you need to go do this. Did you know all this stuff? <laughs> So, um, because it is, it's a completely different, um, the judging is different and, and um, just knowing what they're looking for, mm-hmm. um, was huge. No, I, if I do brisket, I would, I would just assume put au jus sauce on it and yep. when I cook it on and leave it alone, but that's, yep, me too. For Tom's, but that no. won't score well, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We've tried. No. <laughs> and that's one thing I've learned. You're talking about getting your butt handed to you. Judge, it, judges can make you the best day of your life and humble you real fast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. My invitational was not a good cook for me that day for the backyard. Well, it just, it really? rained about, when you were there, it rained like two and a half <laughs> inches in like an hour, and I never recovered. And got never recovered. Back. Yeah. Yeah. The weather, the the weather definitely um, is a factor, for sure. Plus, we were traipsing around in the mud after that, and it just yeah, I was not a good cook. I was we got our, well, Wesley got a turkey call the night before, and that made our night made our weekend. So I oh, was yeah. anything after that. So <laughs> well, I, yeah. I kind of had that for my goal was to just hear my name called. And yeah. I did that, I'm like I'm good for the weekend. I mean, anything else is just icing on the cake. Right. So that's not too different from like our philosophy. When we go into a field like that, that's we just want to hear our name called. That's all we care about. We we want to win, of course, but we're just we feel blessed to hear our name called in the group like that. Um, so, when you go to Greg's comp and at barbecue, you know that's one of the biggest shark tanks that you'll ever step into. And to hear your name called in that in that group is just it's it's awesome. And we've been fortunate; like that's one of our I, I'm going to say honey holes. We do well there the last couple of years. Um, oh, this this last year was miserable weather wise, but yeah, it was horrible, so cold. And it rained, it rained, and it rained, and it rained that yes. Saturday. Um, so. Well, so somebody asked, are you going to be at Mazingo this year? Are they having it again this year? They canceled it last year, didn't they? Mm, I don't, that's what the, I, but so it, it's what, one of our favorites. Yeah, it was, it's a good location and it was a lot of fun. So we'll have to look, it's over Labor Day weekend. Yeah. That's right. So what comps do you have planned for 2024? <laughs> we just lined those out. Um, well, we had talked about doing Q Latha. I don't know. I <laughs> that one's always I, cold too. I'm like yeah. I'm a fair weather cooker. Like I can do 112, but I don't do well in the cold. Just so um, you know, we have no heat and no air conditioning in our trailer. 
So the RV does, but the trailer doesn't. We are, and we don't spend much time in the RV, so we are Iron Man in it through that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was cold last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cold, I can handle. It's the the hundred and fourteen. That's how I am. I can't give me the cold any day over that heat. Um, we talked about going to um, Smoking Spring. We, yeah, about Osage City, possibly. Um, we um, we did talk about what do we um, Osceola. We always like that. Comp's a fun one. Um, this year we're not going to probably do as many. Um, we're really focusing on trying to go out and and build the brand and push that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've we've kind of selected some of our more favorite ones. Uh, we'll for sure do Excelsior Springs again. Absolutely, we're going to do BBQ again. Um, the Royal, Royal will do that. Um, and well, then we have some other things when we're talking about promoting. Um, so in April, Bree and I are going to Australia for meat stock. In Sydney. Nice. So yeah. we're going over there to kind of we're going to try to introduce our brand into that market and. Uh, Hopefully those people in Australia will fall in love with us and, and, and bring our stuff over. Cause we would really like that. And we're going to have a really good time. Um, the meat stock is like a barbecue comp on steroids. It's, um, I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have got so many things. It's like, it's like they've got bull riding a beard contest. They've got a strong man competition. They've got the barbecue side of things. So we're going to be doing, um, it's, ABA, so it's the Australian Barbecue um, Association. That's so they do our four proteins plus lamb. So um, we are going to be working on that here shortly, trying to figure it out. Their lamb boxes look really similar to our pork boxes. So they have like the the ribs, the chops, the loin, I believe, and putting those pieces in there. So we're going to try to figure that part out. Um, and then they also have an SEA cook. So we're going to do that while we're down there as well. And then they have us doing something demo wise on the stage, but we don't know what that's going to be yet. Yeah. <laughs> so. and we're also going to have a booth set up at Meat Stock where yeah. we can have our products for the public to see, um, try to introduce them to our brand. Because, like, if you haven't tried our sauces and rubs, like, they, they hit. And I mean, if you uh, from competition to back backyard to sitting at your your house cooking for the family, they're they're really good, just all purpose. They do very well. You could try reaching out to uh, Sterling Smith Luton Booty. He yeah, goes yeah, at he was the one all the time. I've had many competitions yeah. with uh, conversations, Smitty. Conversations. Yeah, conversations. Sorry, conversations with Smitty. Okay competitions yeah. talk to him about the uh, lamb <laughs> um and we the most recent ones we're talking about lamb because yeah you know, he is like the lamb king over there and <laughs> yep. i'm trying to dig his secrets out of him and he's not it's really like giving up. Whisper. Yeah. <laughs> just make, make it a quick and easy shig just say hey i'm gonna come out to your house in arizona let's cook a lamb and then just take all the notes right <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and he's so, also helped us because he's got his products over there. So we're kind of mm-hmm. talking about how to navigate that because exporting it to other countries is a whole nother ball of wax that we're just now starting to navigate down that rabbit hole. So, so 
When does OG Bandits officially take over the airport restaurant? March 1st. Mm-hmm. Have you guys thought about opening a different one somewhere? You're good with... We've thought about it, but I, I don't... We don't... I mean, it's it's a huge time and money commitment. We have four kids, three of which... Like, my twin girls are in eighth grade. My, my son is a sophomore this year. They're involved in all sorts of sports and activities. And um, Owen's 10, so, you know, he's coming into that, too. And... I just, A, we don't want them to be raised and grow up in a restaurant necessarily. Um, We want them to be able to have the experiences and go out there and and do whatever it is. They went marching band, color guard, whatever that might be, golf club. Um, But we want to be there for those things as well. And, you know, like we'd like to, because we haven't taken a vacation since all this started either. So we would really like to take a vacation and that's not going to happen if you're a business owner. And quite frankly, every single restaurant owner that we have talked to, especially with local barbecue restaurants have said, don't do it. It's like the hardest time ever right now between meat cost and staffing issues. And like, it is harder now than it has ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our our path forward is more than likely going to be social media um, teaching. Um, we're we're currently setting up a studio where we can shoot content and and just teach, um, teach and sell product and support brands. Um, I mean, Hooray is an amazing grill company. And Good Charcoal is amazing products. Um, we want to be able to give back to them because they've given so much to us. And Prairie Fresh. And Prairie Fresh. <laughs> Prairie Fresh is Prairie Fresh has been really good to us. Yeah. They have been very, very That's good to us. Um, so we've got all these amazing companies that that want to work with us, and we want to give them an avenue where they can work with us. So we're going to get the studio up. And we're going to start shooting content, and we're going to start teaching people. Um, we, we do classes most months. Uh, we try about once a month. We try to get out to American fire and teach a class and the classes We're open to teaching other places. It's just, that yes. just happens to be the closest to home. <laughs> so, but our classes are not, um, are there, they're not focused on competition barbecue. They're, they're focused on your average person that just wants to learn how to cook good barbecue in their backyard and feed their family. Um, now you can definitely take some of our practices that we're going to teach in these classes and use them in competition and do well. And we'll answer like we, we'll answer questions on our breaks or a different point in time. If somebody says, okay, how would you do that in competition? Like, or would you do that in competition or would you do that a different way or use a different technique? Mm -hmm. We're, we're an open book with that. And we'll absolutely tell you that. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Now, Which one of you cooks what at competitions? I do the chicken and the brisket and Brad does the rib and the pork. Two most successful categories. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Our chicken fell off last year. So I got to, I, I think that it's, uh, it's tilting more back towards thighs and we cook legs and uh, because people are running our exact recipe on a, with thighs and placing higher than us. So, um, this winter I'm going to be practicing on how to cook thighs. I don't 
personally care for them. I don't like the chew. I don't like the taste. That's why I've always done legs, but it's not about me and I need to move on to try it. I'm right there with you. I'm going back to thighs this year too. That's my off season thing is to cook thighs. Yep, I got to figure that one out. We saw a huge drop off from 2022 where she couldn't miss in legs. Every time she competed, like she was up in the top, most of the time up in the top five mm-hmm. in chicken to like it just dropped off the map last year and she had not changed a thing yeah, and like she got me the invitational and it just it's yeah. and, <laughs> and she it like all year long watching her on the on the struggle bus with chicken knowing that it's great chicken but they just weren't going to score it well um hmm. we just we couldn't get off of our our horse on that for well, to, I didn't want to switch to thighs mid season and not having practiced them at all. I mean, I would rather turn in something I know is going to be right and versus something I'm just kind of doing a shot in the dark because we hadn't had time to practice it. So, um, rendering the skins different, the cooking temperatures a little higher, you know, I mean, just lots of those little odds and ends, not to mention how to trim one. So, but <laughs> but all of our barbecue family that cook thighs are like, come over. I'll show you how to trim them. It's not that hard. So I'm like, well, it's not hard. I just got to actually do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I still call it the devil's meat. My, my age. <laughs> it, it was our bread and butter for the longest yeah. time. If we, if we could have Brad's pork scores this year and my chicken scores from last year, we'd be doing all right. <laughs> we would have done all right. <laughs> We'd had a few more Jack girls. <laughs> yeah, like that's how I am. I either have a good day in one category. Never the same. Yeah, we always knew that like chicken, ribs, and brisket were going to keep us in the hunt. But pork was like the, oh, damn it. <laughs> well, and one of the best, um, the best like words of advice that I think has stuck with me over the years. Early on, Joe Pierce told me, he said, in barbecue, you got to have a short memory. To just remember that. Um, he's like, just because one comp you did crappy, don't let it get in your head. Don't completely change everything. Don't, you know, go home and mix everything up just because of that one comp. Um, mm-hmm. After four or five of them, if you're still seeing the trend be the same, then maybe you look at switching it up. But, he, you know, so that those words always resonate with us when, um, especially this year with me with chicken, because I, but it it wasn't consistent. Like but you I never would, changed anything. I didn't because we would. I'd get. A, I mean, I got a one eighty. Our my first one eighty in chicken this year, last year, or whatever twenty twenty three. Um, but then the next comp, I might be you know middle of the pack, and then the next comp, I might be in the top ten, and then so it just kept waxing and waning, and I never really felt like it was a consistent mm-hmm. decline. So. Yeah, I, did, I did okay all year yeah. long. I don't know what's up with her. <laughs> Ribs were kind of so-so, and then he kind of tweaked a few things towards the end of the season and flavor-wise. Ribs and- were a category like um, – ribs have been something that I've – that is the one category I will play around with. And mm-hmm. um, after we it's won – made flavor, not – Well, after we won made for KC, I wanted I, – and I'll – Tell everybody that's listening. I was running a Brad Leininger recipe at Made for KC. And I wanted to switch off of that and go to something that was my recipe. I I understood the flavor profiles now. 
And so I wanted to do something that was mine. So we took a month off um, from barbecue. And during after, that, after that Liberty Juneteenth rib cook, when you didn't do the Oh, best, I was mad. Oh, he was, um, he was angry. Um, <laughs> Motivated him. I, I took, we took the month off and, and I worked on a new rib, rib recipe for that next month. And uh, we came out and it, like it started doing really well right away. And I have tweaked and tweaked and tweaked that rib recipe until almost until I've tweaked it consistently until October of last year. And October of last year, I finally got a 180 in ribs, got a first place in ribs. And I knew those ribs were out of this world when I sent them to the judges. Like these ribs are insane. Just never know. <laughs> and so I can't wait to go run them again. I've had some other people run that rib recipe since then, and it's done okay for them, done well for them. Um, but, you know, I can't wait to run it again, run my recipe the way I cook it. I can't wait to do it and again. And it really helps yeah. to have all the barbecue family too. Like we would ask people to come over and while we're cooking and he would do like a blind taste test and ask <laughs> people, I mean, they're, they're judges too also and cooks and, and he'd say, okay, do you like rib one, two, or three? <laughs> and then what, you know, judge me on them. Tell me, critique it. So that's, I think that's a, mm -hmm. an advantage as well. Yep. Yep. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do you guys use the majority of your own rubs and sauces on your recipes? So, so we do. Um, so our rubs and sauces are the base of everything that we use. And that, and that's actually a great question because it, it took me almost a full year to get out of my own head where I had to only use our products. And we were only using our products probably up until after the Royal. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then I was like, you know, I need to add some accents to this. Our products are good but they just need a little hit of something. And so I started going back into the book of tricks that we have and, and pulling flavors in from other rubs or other, not really other sauces, but yeah, mostly rubs, rubs I was playing with. You would do um, like your... Don't tell them. No. Your, Don't tell them. Don't tell them the secret. The, the, <laughs> the glazes stuff. The Glazes. The, yeah. Yes. Different glazes and stuff, but that's not really a, um, a sauce. But with, with the rubs, like I would bring in a flavor. Maybe it was an apple flavor or a pecan flavor. I would bring those flavors into the base that we had set with our rubs. Mm -hmm. And it was night and day difference. Yeah. Like the, immediately when I did it, I'm like, we, we actually started that at the Jack. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to. <laughs> Great time to start. I, I Yeah, the Jack. <laughs> We didn't run our recipes at the Jack. We, I mean, we ran our recipes, but we played with things at the Jack because we we were all in. What do we have to lose? We may never be back again. So let's put everything on the table. Swing for the fences. And, and, and try to try to just we, – we went all in. And uh, somebody that was with us said, why don't you try some other stuff? And I'm like, what do you have in mind? They're like, well, why don't you try a little of this on – this protein and you know, it might enhance it. I'm like, what all I got to lose? And, and it happened to be on the pork and the ribs, which is what we got called in. 
And I was like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> and it did then, not work and, with chicken. We tried a little bit yeah. to tweak the chicken and but not so much, that but. was chicken was my fault. Um <laughs> chicken looked like a hot mess express when it went in the box because you got to put the wings in there too, because you got to have seven pieces. And the chicken was the only category that we don't have seven yeah. pieces in all the time anyway. So yeah. it was the one we were worried about the layout. And I pushed us up to the mark because I wanted the chicken as yeah. hot as it possibly could be. And it doesn't normally take us any time to box. Like mm -hmm. we know the layout, we know how we do it. And I, I allowed us for like three or four extra minutes to put the wings in there. And yeah, that wasn't long enough. <laughs> and then yeah. it looked like we just chunked chicken in a box and turned it in. So yeah, on, <laughs> on, on, ch on chicken, we lost in appearance. And then on brisket, we lost in tenderness. Yeah. Um, it was a little we, over. We, uh, the jack is a little different because the timelines are different. Yeah. And I tried to compensate for that. And then I got focused on a pit that was about to grenade on me with a grease we fire. also chose for Chef's choice to do the big mammoth beef ribs. I mean, he could, which did us well, but that's a long cook. And that was like one of our first turn-ins. Yeah. So having to manage those coming off, plus the brisket, plus all these other pieces, the wings, I was focused on making sure the wings were right and didn't pay attention to the fact that the brisket was on the pit an extra 45 minutes. So yeah, the, the brisket ran, <laughs> ran really long. Um, it had amazing flavor. Um, we tried to shock it the, and bring it back. But, did but, you try to pull it? Did you try to turn and pull the brisket maybe? And <laughs> 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 I didn't die on that one. No, we, we saved the brisket, but anybody who and and you're dealing with judges at the jack that they've they've been through this they you're dealing yeah. with celebrity judges that are most of them have been celebrity barbecue cooks they understand the tenderness game and uh we knew on the brisket we were screwed and we just the, tried to do what we could do sliced it thicker yeah. tried to shock it and bring you know tighten it back up and it did okay i mean we didn't fin we didn't finish horrible we were like middle of the pack but yeah. Had had it been our normal brisket, I think it would have been closer to the top, like the top third instead of in the middle. But it was <laughs> so. on, on the ride home from Lynchburg on that Sunday when Greg and I got to talking and I told him, I'm like, I left a bunch of points on the table. Like just left a bunch of points because I missed my marks on some things. I got distracted by some other things and Bree got distracted and we were just out of our element with some, a few things and. But it's a lot. It's different. I mean, it, and that, that, that's part of it. Yeah. Like if we ever get back again, we'll, we'll be ready. <laughs> you guys still had a pretty good cook though. I mean, all yeah, we did. Yeah, we we did. Yeah. yeah. No, no one can ever take away from that, that we had a good cook and, yeah. and, and we, we showed up in, in Lynchburg and um, that, that was amazing. Yeah. Like, I still look at the trophy like that shit really happened. <laughs> I mean, granted, but, but you always you always have that woulda, coulda, shoulda. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and when you look at the score sheets and see you're four and a half points behind from grand champion, the whole thing, you're just like, oh, that chicken or that brisket. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's not just the jack. That's yeah, most every competitions. Comp. There's but. things that you know you wished you would have, but. That's to me part of the reflection piece, right? Like, okay, what 
what did we do right? What do we need to look at tightening up or changing or, or do we? Um, and, you know, what was element driven too? Because like we said with the weather, I mean, sometimes that definitely, you can be only so prepared, but sometimes the microburst comes through or, you know, you got to save different things. Like there's only so prepared you can be. And um, so... Yeah. As I'm holding on to my tent in the pouring down rain, hating my barbecue life. That, that <laughs> You're like stupid barbecue, stupid, stupid barbecue. Why am I spending so much money to do this stupid sport? <laughs> oh, we look at that all the time. Be like, we could go on so many vacations every year with the money we spend in barbecue, but I don't think we would change. We would exchange the uh, the memories we have with our family with our barbecue family for a vacation. Like, well, that's what we miss the most in the winter is not yeah. seeing everybody. Like the banquet this weekend was phenomenal. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's been like two months since I've seen you guys. I'm so, hoping to go next year. I'm, I really it, 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 So the uh, breakout sessions on Saturday are well worth your time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, with Brian, with you, with your, with your line of, products yeah there there's some definite benefit for you to be there and listen to some of the the speakers um there's just so many things good things that happen at that that a lot of networking yeah. too that yeah um, sounds it's, like it's uh kind of like the nbbqa awards where they do one day of all networking like suckle busters the shed they bring uh cosmo q was there last year brought them all in for distribution co-packing to your profit margins i mean just yep yeah sounds like i, I want to go next year yeah I, 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 I was thinking this year but then we were going to be out of town and now we're not out of town <laughs> so i'm like well you know at least i'm in my warm house <laughs> Well, you could leave the frozen tundra and go down somewhere much warmer. San Antonio would be a lot warmer right now. I know, I know. Yeah, we wanted to go, but and I was planning on it because last year I really wanted to go, but I didn't find out about it, and we didn't even join or anything until it was like a month away. Um, and I said, okay, I'm we're gonna go this next year, like when it's in San Antonio, and then we got an asked to go to meat stock, and so. With time off from work and that kind of thing, I it, they're so close, um, relatively close with work mm -hmm. schedules and stuff that it's like I don't and and because it starts Wednesday on their activities for that, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday that we'd have to take off for to go down to San Antonio. So yeah. um, we were supposed to go. We got invited to go to Houston too to do the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, but we're not able to, it's same kind of deal. We're not able to take that kind yep. of time at that point. So we're hoping to be able to do those things maybe next year if we don't have the Australia trip thing, you know, on the books. So that'll free yeah, us. Problems. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping next year, hit the KCBS one and then uh, go down and do the NBBQA. And then hopefully, yeah. hopefully this year was a bummer because the, the Houston rodeo is not during spring break where it was a couple years ago. Now that my boy's a little older, I was really interested in entering the kids' queue down there because we go down there for spring break. We all froze. Did they freeze? It was. 
There it was. I hear him. Okay. I think that was there us. Go. There you are. We're the problem. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, we, we go down to Texas. Uh, my wife's family's in Houston, so we go down over spring break, and the Houston rodeo was a couple years ago, which was awesome. So now that he's older and understands hot grill, <laughs> don't <Right>. touch. <laughs> I was like, ooh, kids queue. Nope. It's the week before spring break for us. I was like, that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how like um our we have my kids go to Grain Valley. So their spring breaks the the week of St. Patrick's Day in March. Then Owen's spring break, he's in Kearney, is that following week. My spring break with Lee Summit is the first week of April. I don't get a spring wow. break. So we're all we're all off. <laughs> Or or a summer break where you can hang out by the pool. You get paid just... a lot more money than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you come yeah, teach was... the youth. <laughs> I couldn't be a teacher. The principal would come in and they'd all be tied to their chair. There's no way in hell I could be a teacher. Oh, no <laughs> My mom was a kindergarten teacher for like 37 years. So I know for hell I, I couldn't teach kindergartners. No. <laughs> I've always said if I could teach high schoolers, maybe that would be my maybe threshold. But <laughs> those are the worst. There's too much germ sharing and glue eating and nose picking and hair. I call them know. our little petri dishes because they really are germ factories. <laughs> they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Well, Brian, do you have anything before we let them have the, their night? Just a just a huge congrats on that, Jack. That was Thank phenomenal. You. Now you guys do the hog drop though, don't you? We did not do it this year though. Okay. Um, we we when we were at the at the jack, um, pretty much we had what had almost huge, forty thousand dollars worth of damage done to our house RV. That hailstorm that, that came hailstorm. through. Oh yeah. Um, and so we had to concentrate on that, and we couldn't make it down there. But... Well, so it wasn't only that because I mean insurance helped with some of that, oh, but yeah. it was like. The battery went out in my van. Two days later, the transmission went out in my van. And then my thermostat got stuck open on the van. And I'm like, I had to email, I or uh, I text Michael Mixon. And I just said, Michael, I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to come down. I don't mean to tell you. I mean, it wasn't really last minute. It was no. November. But I just, I said, I am so, so sorry. I said, please keep us on mm -hmm. the list for next year. Because we are bummed about not being able to yeah. go. We had planned on going. But just fine. Oh, and then the fridge, oh, the yeah. fridge, fridge went out. So we had to get a new. Yeah, it was. I'm like, okay, I'm done spending. Money. I almost moved out. <laughs> and then it was the holidays. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> anybody that's listening, if you ever get a chance to go cook the hog drop in Unadella, Georgia, do not pass up on it. It it's is so one of the fun. most fun competitions you'll ever cook. Um, Myron Mixon and Michael Mixon put on just one heck of a competition and they rolled the red carpet out. For and people. the weather's nice. Like, well, we it were... was last year. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it's nicer than here. It's negative 20 right now. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. They have like pig races and wood carvings and um, motorcycles jumping the, the mechanical pig that drops at midnight and yeah. the time frame's all off so your like turn-ins are like 7 p.m and then mm -hmm. awards are at like 10 p.m so that's kind of cool too you don't even have to get up early like i kept feeling all morning like that day that should have been 
cooking or lighting the pit or doing something. So we had to work our timeline, but um, it was all good. Are you all good if I give a shout out real quick? Go. Yes. So I got to give a shout out to Hooray Girl Company. Um, Mm -hmm. We got partnered with them uh, about middle of the year last year. And they came out with this new cooker called a Hurtado smoke box. And it cooks a lot like a gateway drum. Um, the only difference is this thing holds temperature like crazy. Negative five today in Kansas City. And I had a hard time holding this girl back. Like she just wanted to run. Like the temperature was holding. Um, she shot up to 400. I tried to hold, roll it back. And it just wanted to stay at 400. She wanted to run. Um, they make they make a cooker for the backyard cooks um, that one will last a long time. And two backyard, is a consistent cook by backyard. Like backyard competition like, cook. Well, okay. Well, that too. Um, it, it's everything's built in the USA. They're they're phenomenal cookers, and we're we're so happy to be involved with Hooray Grill Company. And they have an awesome Santa Maria. Oh, their Santa Maria's are fun. Play around with too. So, <laughs> them and and Good Charcoal, which you guys already mentioned in the beginning, Good Charcoal, they've been so good to us, and uh, they support us with pretty much whatever we want to do. Um, so we we couldn't thank them enough, and that product is phenomenal. And and we appreciate you guys having us on tonight. Yeah, well, cool. awesome. Thank you guys for coming on for sure. You got any more sponsors? Any other sponsors to shout out? Hold on. So we got the DuPont 24. <laughs> now, uh, if I'm going to shout out to one other person, oh it's going to be American Fire and Lee Summit because yeah. Greg, Greg, yes. most people in Kansas City know Greg Hasty. Um, Absolutely amazing guy. He runs a phenomenal barbecue store, and I couldn't ask for a better friend. And um, just great store and great people. For sure. Him and Devin do yep. a heck of a job there. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They, yep. they are the people that you can come in and ask them your barbecue questions, yeah. and they'll answer you honestly. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, and they'll talk to you. Yeah. Because some places, maybe not so much. Right. <laughs> And Brie works there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I've gone in there, it's always Devin. I think Greg was in there once, but mainly it's just. Greg usually there. does all the running around. He's running around getting stuff from the warehouse, bringing it in or. Sleeping pick, in the office. No, whatever. Or picking <laughs> up a brisket or something. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're they're a, a power team there. Yeah. yeah. We're hoping to get them on. We're working around uh, Greg's back surgery. He's got his Achilles surgery on Wednesday. Or that's what it is, Achilles. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's been needing to have that, so. Yes. Well, thank you guys for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. Thank y'all for having us. Good luck this year. Thank you. Y'all too. Y'all too. Thank you. Uh Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Bye.